Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, baby? What's going on, my brother? Beautiful day. We uh, this, this is a gorgeous day here in Kentucky. Matter of fact, it's going to be like our, our last beautiful day before it starts getting cold here in October, or at least a lot more chilly, more fall than anything else. This is like the last day of summer, you know, initially. It's supposed to be like 87 today, so I'm, I can't wait to get out here, enjoy a little bit more of the sun, um, you know, with uh, with uh, uh, my wife, and we're going to we're gonna try to get out and do a, a few things, man, out in this beautiful weather. But other than that, man, everything is going good. Everything is going Beautiful, man. I'm waiting on this. Oh man, I, I'm sending the text out for for people in Chiefs Kingdom to send some some questions to us. Uh, I want to hear back from our fans to to you know while we have on this episode. So we we'll be getting some of these questions in real time while we're we're, we're taping the show. Okay, sounds good. But everything is good, man. What about yourself? How's it going? What's what's the weather like up there where you are? Uh, what's it like? Pretty. It, I would say it's like. I think this is one of the last like hot days we're going to have, like kind of like what you're saying is Virginia, Kentucky for for all you guys in the Midwest, Virginia, Kentucky are very similar when it comes with, with the weather. Um, but yeah, I think it's the last like, like 83. And I, I think it's like the seven day forecast. It's like going down the seventies. You're going to go to like probably maybe high sixties, but honestly, man, I'm kind of done. I'm done with the 80 degrees. I'm done with the, uh, the Virginia humidity and, and hotness. I'm ready to get to uh, the fall. I want to, I, I want to get up. I want to get outside at like six o'clock and feel kind of put a little sweater on or like a little jacket on. I, yeah, I'm a fall fashion, JD. I love fall fashion more than any other uh, season. I, you know what? I'm right with you. I'm right with you. You know, fall fashion is one of those things that you can still wear shorts if you want to, a long sleeve shirt over top of it. But I got so many like little fits and little jackets that look good. Mm-hmm. That look good on me. Yep. That I can't wait to go out there, man, and, and and let people just get a little little glimpse of it. You know, just. You know, spark a little bit out here, man. So yeah, right there with yeah you. I agree. Give me a, yeah. a long sleeve Hanley, a long sleeve wa- a waffle shirt. Give me, give me, give me one of those, dude. Mm, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. 
Um, mm. But obviously, you know, this week we've gotten into a lot of stuff with our Monday morning tight end show. And again, we thank everyone who's engaged and is uh, chugging along with us with, with the new content we're throwing out there for you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, so we met this week. Obviously, the, the hot topics were Mahomes hasn't looked right um, and the receiver group not really stepping up. Uh, but there's been some nuggets that I, I we've kind of parsed through. We're gonna we have a lot of stuff to um, kind of throw at you guys in today's episode of uh, our Chief Concerns show. And as JD mentioned, we're gonna have some questions uh, throughout the show from fans who are uh, messaging us on uh, on Twitter. So um, we'll begin with our first topic here, JD. So obviously we talked about the offense looking rough. That's um, the least amount of so this some of the numbers I looked at. It's the least amount of yards and touchdown passes Mahomes, Mahomes has thrown in the first four games of a season in his career and tied for the most amount of interceptions he has had through the first four games with TD to interception ratio of eight to four. Uh, Mahomes has also added a new arsenal to his game in rushing uh, more than he's ever uh, rushed in the first four games of the season. Uh, he's rushed 23 times for 154 yards. The only other time he got this close to rushing totals was in 2020 when he rushed 18 carries for 108 yards. But Good. all things, you know, we play a tough defense this week. Jets, although the record doesn't indicate it, they play, we played a tough defense. However, this week, it's okay. totally opposite of that. We're going to play the, uh, let me see the exact numbers here. Um, the, the, the 13th, uh, the Minnesota Vikings have given up the 13th most passing yards in the league and are giving up just under 24 points a game. So night and day compared to the Jets. Um, Min- yeah. Minnesota, along with the Chiefs, are amongst the seven teams with only one interception this season. So a team that really doesn't get a lot of takeaways. And they give the ball away a lot, too. So that's they're on the other end of the spectrum here. But to kind of dive into Patrick Mahomes' rushing ability, um, we're calling it the Patrick Mavic experience. Remember the uh, that old commercial, that Nike commercial back in the day, the Michael Vick experience? Um, yeah. At what point do you think DCs will look to stop his uh, running game, J.D.? And do you think this could be the something that can kind of be the turning point to our offensive woes where defense is kind of key in on his rushing ability and then thus giving it, Less, maybe less guys in the secondary, more openings in the secondary. Because Mahomes said this week, actually making a joke about his rushing, that he says he hopes that these uh, DCs start to put a spy on him because he wants to have that. He says, he says once DCs start to put a spy on me consistently, that's how you know you've made it as a as a, a scrambling quarterback in the league. But do you think that is something that we sh- that that we could exploit if DCs start to put him put a spy on him consistently, uh, giving him more avenues to kind of throw in the uh, in the secondary? What do you what do you what do you think about his rushing ability as a whole so far? Uh, so we, we we've always known he has this capability to run run the football. He does a great job with his legs extending uh, the plays. I've always said this: he is probably underrated as a run, as a running quarterback. I mean, he really is uh, because we see in the offseason how, how hard he works, working on his speed, working on his legs, working on his agility, uh, just working on his athletic ability. Uh, so I think he's one of the most dangerous quarterbacks as far as running with his legs. Now, the thing is, because he is so uh, so gifted with arm strength and making any throw that there is that's ever been invented, uh, you always got to make sure that you, you 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 taper, you know, the strongest suit that he has. And that's his arm. That's his passing ability. Right. And so that's what that's what more defensive coaches are going to be relying on. They're going to be checking and making sure that they keep that in check more than anything else. Uh, but the thing is, because he can hurt you with his legs, uh, he he, you'll have to have put a spy on him. I think, if anything, uh, when I see teams start to do that, when they have a, a linebacker or the nickel guy spying Patrick Mahomes, 
that makes it more difficult for him to, to make yards with his legs. Uh, and I think it's a very good as far as the defensive strategy, uh, especially stopping somebody like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, because that's the thing about it, man. Like, yeah, you could you could say, oh, well, you know, he passes a lot of – and he does. He, he's the top quarterback in the league. I think and he could always do that. Obviously, you know, what they've shown so far has been a little difficult because of the defense that they've been going against. But without a doubt, you cannot discount what he does with his legs. So, yeah, man, they, they got to make sure they try to keep that uh, under wraps if they can. It's going to be difficult, though. So – Talk to me like from a from a football perspective. For people who may not know what a, what a spy really does, what would be the drawbacks for a defense's point of view to having to spy a quarterback, and how could that benefit our offense if more if more teams start to do that? I know it may take away from his rushing ability, kind of hurt us a little bit in that way, but it could also help us in the passing game where you have a guy kind of fixated on Mahomes scrambling. Uh, basically, all you do is you just kind of take a guy out of coverage, you know, taking him out out of an area. Uh, but that's a good thing about a spy because the spy will sit back waiting, uh, still, um, you know, actively being in that area. OK, where you still got to kind of watch what he's going to do. And he's just kind of watching Patrick's eyes, if you will, to where he's throwing, where he's looking at. And then as soon as he takes off, he's got him. He's got to go and go get him right now. And so he's trying to make him determine that if he's not throwing the football right now and he decides to take off with his legs. I'm going to meet him at that point where he can either make an errant throw or maybe I could go ahead and make a good tackle. Uh, and so teams have been very successful when they do things like that. But that's essentially what you do is you take a guy out of coverage to cover Patrick Mahomes. But if he's still sitting there and Patrick's still just kind of patting the ball, patting the ball, still looking, the guy's still sitting in space kind of making sure you don't have any of those. Obviously, it's going to be more of the shallow uh, uh, routes that guys are running. Okay, which we like to throw a lot of also too. Um, so yeah, that that that's what essentially what happens. Yeah, it's the uh that everyone's supposed to be getting one of those today, JD. Oh, okay. I'm it, I'm like it was a worldwide test. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that's right. You know, I knew that. I knew that. I was just making sure. Okay. So yeah. So that that's that's pretty much what it is. That's pretty much what, what what's going on. Schematically from offensive perspective. Could this be yeah. something, an avenue that could help us as far as getting our receivers into more empty lanes, uh, schematically, just in general, could this, could this help if teams start to just put a permit spy on him? Uh, you you can try to uh, game plan it. You can. You won't really know until you actually see it, if a guy's spying you or not, because a guy can just sit back and he might be taking somebody. Hey, I'm just kidding now. <laughs> But we we can see a you know a guy taking off, and you know we will look to try to either check the ball down to to him, knowing that he's taking Patrick. Patrick can see it if he has man. So we think that he has man at that linebacker. Uh, obviously, that's how you make the count, right? Either has number one, number two, number three. That's how you you, you kind of uh, that's how you set it up defensively. Um, but you can you can possibly do that. Like part of those things is that leverage in the defense. So you know you'll, you'll do the, like the little swing route or maybe out in the flat. Uh, so if a quarter doesn't come down and get him and if the linebacker's not pushing out to go go get that guy, you can kind of dink and dunk in those areas all the time. The thing is, what, what makes it more difficult is if you're only rushing three, if you rush three and their fourth guy is that linebacker, then still they still have seven in coverage, which is still going to be kind of difficult, right? What, what you can do, you can do a lot of screens. You can do, uh, you know, maybe uh, – 
you know, uh, maybe a couple like little check downs, like I said before, maybe over the bar, like out in the flat, um, just to see what you what, what guys uh, what, what, how they responded to it. But yeah, you could you could definitely try to you know scheme it up. Maybe maybe even then when you're doing that, run the football. Okay, bring a guy in motion and then give the ball to him off the jet sweep, right? Um, so there, there's there's a there's a few things you could definitely do. Uh, but I do like running the football. Maybe that wraparound guard coming and kick it out or get around on the edge. Um, all those things can work. All those things can work. Do you? Uh, there's a mixed bag on Twitter. Some people love that Mahomes is actually starting to use utilize his legs more because you talked about it. I mean, he is he's a dual threat guy that we really haven't seen much of this dual threat aspect. He he, he picks his spots, and I and I love that he picks his spots when doing so. But are you? Because some people are, are concerned about it. Some people are yeah. uh, are kind of. They love that he's using utilizing. Some people are scared that he might he's putting himself in harm's way by running more often than he usually does. What are your thoughts on that? I I do agree. I agree with him. I agree with him. Uh, I made this point I think on the show last time. I was just saying like sometimes he'll run with his legs or he might take off trying to extend plays. And he was doing a lot more east west. It's kind of the one that gets him in trouble. You know, pat pat, move back, move back, move to the left, to the right, and then all of a sudden he's toward the sideline and these guys are going on knocking him out on his legs and stuff like that. I hate things like that. Uh, but him running, I think he has good awareness on where guys are. Uh, he didn't really put himself in that position, you know, going north and south as far as getting down. Um, but it, it, I think the running is a consequence and a symptom of guys not getting open, guys not winning on routes. So you hate to see Pat running around because he's maybe not seeing guys – get open on routes, but also too, okay, he has a, a little bit of uh, responsibility on himself to get the ball to some guys that's open. Can't look for the deep ball all the time. And he's been missing some of the, the shorter routes, some of the check, down, check downs that he need to kind of just dump the ball off to and let these guys make a play. So it, it's, it's, it's a little bit, th- you know, a couple of things that's there, right? And, and I, I kind of went back over the game again today, just kind of look at it. Uh, and I was sitting there thinking, like, yo, Pat could have checked this one down. There's guys that's open. And so sometimes we say, oh, well, you know, the wide receiver's not getting open on man or, you know, these – well, yeah, sometimes they're not. Then other times, uh, Pat's just missing them. He's, he's just missing them. I, I don't think going – because you, you – you, how you dictate you when you're watching what the defense gives you, whatever coverage, you're already thinking, okay, I'm going to uh, first receiver, second receiver, third receiver, right? So he's going through his progression. So if he comes out of the huddle thinking, okay, this is going to be my first read, all right, he might not be scanning the field like he should. And sometimes that goes into, well, are the guys getting open? Am I trusting these guys? I'm looking for Kelsey because I know Kelsey's going to catch the football. I'm looking for the deep play because it's always been open. You know, i got guys who can run deep. But sometimes you just got to be safe. Sometimes you just got to be more headsy as far as like what you're trying to do with the offense, just moving the chains. Okay. And sometimes it is just taking that, that five yard little, little dump off and then, you know, play the next play. Yeah. It really feels like we're, it's um, kind of a repeat of two years ago when teams start, we talked about this post game where the teams started around that too high shell against us. And Pat wasn't being patient. He wasn't taking what he's getting. And he did a great job of that last year. Whereas now it seems like we're going back two years ago again. It seems like that. And he's just take the defense is giving you. There's a few times during this game where McKinnon was open in the flat, just wasn't go, wasn't going to him. Some of the guys, some of these guys were open in the flat and he just wasn't going to those guys. 
But it, it is. It's, it's like the adjustment, right? Because Tyreek Hill was so good at getting behind defenses. We was killing defenses all day. Didn't matter what you was running. Tyreek Hill was getting open. He was getting around guys, getting past guys. And Pat knew he could just throw the ball up to him because the whole, I know Tyreek's down there somewhere, right? Yep. That whole deal. Uh, but now, because you had to adapt to what you see defensively and with the guys that, that's playing around you, now you got to do a little, some things differently. Now you got to have a whole different mindset and mentality of, of your thinking uh, with the progression of the plays and, you know, trying to get the balls to certain guys. Uh, but also, too, like I said, the check down, right? You got to go to the check down now. Like, hey, Pat, listen, you know, they're going to keep running deep. They're going to make sure we don't beat them deep. They're going, man, somebody's going to be open. Get the ball out of your hands right now and get it out quick. Get into a rhythm. And I think it helps out, too, because sometimes – I see this. I see when he's starting to pat the ball, he's starting to use it with his feet. He's getting out of rhythm. Okay. And it almost hurts us more than it helps us. It hurts him more than it helps him. So a, a lot of it has to be the trust on the guys. And it has to be some of him. It's got to be some of the receivers. Uh, just kind of get this thing uh, put in order, man. Really. Uh, and I, I think they'll just figure it out. It's, just, it's still a young group. They're still learning each other. Uh, all the guys. I mean, think about it. You said two years ago. Who's here from two years ago on the wide receiver? No that exactly, right? I mean, you know, it was the thing about it. Always, there was always a carryover. It was always somebody still here that knew the system really well as far as like getting open and stuff. Ain't nobody here from two years ago. There's, there's nobody. So only one that's the the, the consummate guy is is Travis Kelsey. We can't keep putting it on his shoulders. Everybody's oh, well, he's, he's slowing down. No, listen, he's not slowing down. Travis is we don't we can't keep putting it on his shoulders because defenses figuring out 87 can't beat us. Beat him up, grab, pull, whatever you need to do. Those things take a lot out of a guy. And so they know, like, I'm I promise you, they are telling the linebackers, safeties, everybody, hit Travis Kelsey as much as possible, grab him. If they call it, so be it. But what you're going to do is you're going to make sure you get him out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and actually, JD, we do we have a question about the uh, receivers? I, I think you got a Twitter question about the the receivers, correct? I do I do I do got a, a Twitter question about the receivers? Perfect segue. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is one from Zach. Zach eight six zero eight. Zach says, "What's wrong with the wide receiver room? Only one provided anything is Rice." And that's after he gets one his one drop out of the way first. Okay. So, Zach, that's a very good question, right? What is wrong with the wide receiver room? Uh, the, the wide receiver room, I would say, is uh, still young. Uh, some are inexperienced. Um, and so part of the problem is trying. you're still trying to, to learn on the job in a sense. Learn it. You're trying to learn Patrick. What he's doing, what he does well, we know he, you know, he's the best quarterback in the in the league. But you got to find your, you got to find your place in it. You got to be able to to work around and get open, uh, and give a target for it. That's part of the problem with the wide receiver room, uh, is because it is young and is, is somewhat inexperienced. And so if we're looking at Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie, to come in, and he's the guy that's provided more of the uh, the juice, the energy here. That's a problem. That's an issue. Now I do think. Uh, with Kadarius Tony coming back, I think he's he's getting healthier each and every every game, okay, each and every week. Uh, he's going to be big for us down the road. Uh, same thing. We I've asked where has MBS been? Where has Sky Moore been? Sky Moore and MBS can't dis disappear in games. 
we got to be able to set some things up where they could, you know, definitely get open. And then Pat's got to find these guys, okay? So every player, he's got to find these guys. These guys got to come to Pat and say, I'm going to be open. I'm going to make sure I'm going to make a play for you. Uh, Justin Watson has done pretty well the first few games, but then all of a sudden he disappears. And so these are things we just can't have for the wide receiver room. They, they got to make sure in that room, okay, in that building, they got to challenge themselves to be better. They got to challenge themselves to make plays. Uh, and that's where they got to find themselves. So even if that is Justin Ross, right? We said this is not a popularity contest. Justin Ross got to do everything he needs to do to get on the field, okay? Because they're not going to put him in if he's not making plays in practice. So there's something that's not going on in practice that warrants him getting uh, getting snaps. So I think that's the problem in itself. It's the uh, the, the youth, the inexperience uh, is is the big issue. Yeah. Um, well, good question. That's a great question. And as we mentioned, uh, pointed out on, on Twitter, and I, we talked about it last show, uh, MVS has not exceeded two catches throughout the season. I think he's got two, two, one, one. On I don't know how they order, but one catch, one catch, two, two. And then Sky Moore has come up catchless twice in the four games so far. Obviously four games. We were talking about second year for him, but <laughs> we're a team that's ready to go right now. Like we can't be having these kind of these lapses at least, um, whether it's quarterback not finding the guy or court receivers not being able to get open. Something's got to give. And um, Andy Reid actually mentioned that today that no court, no, no receiver is really going to tear it up this year because it's every it's going to be a different guy every week kind of thing, and everyone's getting reps. Although I, I do got to say everyone's getting reps. However, Justin Ross is the only one whose uh, reps went down this week and going only getting four snaps. So hopefully, and as we said, Ross was working out with Mahomes all summer. He's pretty much staying with him, working out in his backyard. So like. There's there definitely there's got to be rapport and chemistry there, and we're not obviously we're not there in practice. We don't know what's going on in practice, what he's getting. But Andy Reid said the young guys are, are we're bringing them on, we're bringing them along slowly. He might be one of the guys they're talking about. But I think this is the point where I think I, I made the comment on Twitter that like if we're talking about guys, Sky Moore, two games catchless, uh, MVS, two two catches, one catch every game so far. Like, giving Justin Ross more reps, yeah, you're going to give him four reps, that's fine. But, like, let's give him a little bit more so we can actually see what he what he can do. Because I think four reps, eight snaps in one other game, it's not enough to see what a guy can do on the field. And, like, giving him a little more to maybe make a play, and worst case, what, he goes cashless? That's what Scott Moore's giving us on, on 50 snaps, you know? So it's like, worst case, he goes uh, against zero catches. That's also what we're getting uh, from other guys. So it's like at least see what we have from some of the other guys. That's where my, that's my point with it. But again, we're not in practice, so we don't we don't know. Yeah, and that's the reality, man. We're not at practice. You know, it's not like these coaches say, "Well, we don't like this guy; he's not going to play." Uh, they're making the, the the decision, the determination based off of what he's given out there on the field. And so, if they're sitting there saying, "Okay, look, Justin Ross deserves to have more snaps than MBS. He deserves to have more snaps than Justin Watson. He deserves to have more snaps than Rasheed Rice." or any of the other guys, whoever it may be, then they will make that decision. Like I said, it's not a popularity contest. You know, it's, it's not one of those uh, – it, this is not Rudy, okay? It's not, let him play. Let him, it's none of that, okay? It's, it's not the movies. It's not Hollywood. It's not Rudy. And as much as we root for a guy to come in and play, it ain't going to just happen. You know, Eddie Reed ain't going to say, oh, they want him. Let him go in, Right. <laughs> Not how it works, man. Not how it works. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. I don't know. I, I read from Adam Teicher that Sky Moore and MVS went to Andy Reid's office and gave him their jersey <laughs> until uh, asking Ross to get more reps. 
coach. Yeah, he deserves to play. <laughs> you can take mine. Hey, man. Damn, look, look. Hey. You can take my reps. <laughs> yeah, you can take my reps. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I'll tell you what, so, yeah. though, some fans in Chiefs Kingdom would be very happy if that happened, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, well, I got, let me get another question, okay? All right. Uh, this is from Chad Avery. Chad Avery, okay? He's got, you know, he, he does some good stuff. He said, I thought we saw Spags overthink the scheme a little too much versus the Jets. I recall getting burned dropping D ends in zones 10 to 12 yards deep on several occasions. That is true. Uh, it happened with FAU on a play to Garrett Wilson in the first half. It happened to Dana in the second half. Thoughts? Uh, so, yeah. So, Chad, great question. Appreciate it so much. Uh, I agree with you. You know, look, when we zone blitz and we decide to drop the defensive end off in coverage, we know that we're putting an inferior pass uh, a defender uh, against, you know, the receiver. But all we're trying to do is, is make sure we get space. If we're doing a zone blitz, we got to bring more guys, okay? I think the time we only brought four. And sometimes I think you almost got to bring five from things that they can't necessarily see. Uh, and so what you're trying to do is you, you're the guy that you're not covering hopefully is running like a, inside route where you just you're just in that in, in that area okay so it makes it a hard window and vision for the quarterback to see uh but i do hate i do hate it you know it can be effective at times it kind of throws you know quarterbacks off right because they wouldn't expect the defensive end to drop obviously in the count when you make that count on the line of scrimmage you know you're counting obviously the four down lineman and the mic is your five Okay, or whatever it may be, the other linebacker, and then they all of a sudden you drop the defensive end, and another guy comes. Uh, but if if quarterback sees it in enough time, and he knows what he to expect, uh, you could get burnt, and we've seen it. I've seen the two first downs off of that, with Felix went out there, Dana, and actually three, and then George Kalafkas when Crazy George went out there as well. So neither one of them worked. So I, I think he was kind of overthinking it, man. I just didn't see the pressure that, that Spags have, was been, had been running uh, the previous games. Uh, and so I love pressure. I think Spags does a great job uh, for scheming defenses, uh, you know, defenses up against offenses. Um, and so this was an ideal time uh, to keep a guy like Zach Wilson uh, uh, off balance. It just felt like times, man, we just kind of went away from that. And we made him look a lot better than uh, he probably was because we gave him time. So, uh, now I agree with you. Um, but, look, Spags does a great job defensively. I know he he knows that offensive schemes them too. So, we just got to trust Spags, man, on, on some things. I trust him. Like I said, he's been calling brilliant games. This one was kind of, to me, was kind of a head scratcher in some of those things, some of the calls. Uh, but, uh, he'll he'll get he'll he'll get that back going. Also, too, you can't discount the fact that our offense put the defense in some r- three and outs, the interceptions, just keeping out. They're on the field for a long after that seventeen zero run. They were on a field, and you can even add that in there. We were scoring so fast, and then when our offense wasn't doing anything, we were going three and out and interceptions. So they were constantly out in that field, and like I don't know, but like it, we didn't get we didn't help them at all offensively. Well, we. You know the thing is, and, and that's 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 one of the things that you ask the defense to do is you you want them to support the offense, but you you look for takeaways as well, right? Yeah. So part of that pressure helps in errant throws, helps in you know kind of getting you know somebody you know uh, really 
you know, jittery and, and scared and running. And, and Zach Wilson, we know he, that Joker could, you know, he gets petrified. He gets a scary dude when when people are coming after him. Uh, so that was so that was that that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, Spags he'll, he'll switch it up, man. We just need to come bring blitz. I love seeing blitzes. Yeah, I, we'll probably get a lot of that because Kirk Cousins is one of those guys where if you he's very turnover uh, prone, so we can very well get in uh, get some turnovers this weekend. Uh, but. Perfect segue into our next question about defense. Um, so playing the Vikings, so naturally you're going to gravitate towards thinking about Justin Jefferson, uh, who's leading the league in yes. receiving yards at 543. But not necessarily the receivers who have eaten this up. It's been the tight ends. That's been a common theme this week for us to talk about in the show. Um, I looked up, d- dug in a little bit. Our defense is giving up five catches, uh, about five catches for about 45 yards on the season to the tight end position alone. And I think the, the interesting part is we're averaging about – six targets a game to the tight ends and we're getting about five catches. So it's pretty much no, when you go to the tight end, there's pretty much no stopping. I mean, obviously we're averaging five catches and six targets a game for the tight ends. Um, but this week we talked about Justin Jefferson, but this week we're talking about the highest, uh, um, the highest paid tight end in the league and TJ Hawkinson. Um, he's the league leader in the receptions and he's number three in yards when I was doing the dive, I mean, the things that jumped out at me about the, the tight ends were, if you look at the league leader in receptions, J.D., T.J. Hawkinson is number one. Then you look at the other two, Evan Ingram and Sam Laporta. What, what's the common uh, thing there? We play both those guys, and these guys are the top three and t- top two in tight ends, and then we're playing the other one. And then I looked at yards, so he's a third in the league in yards for a tight end who's uh, uh, above him, Sam Laporta and Evan yeah. Ingram, two guys who played already this season. So – we're playing. We're we're playing. We're also maybe a contributing factors to some of these guys having uh, the, the seasons they're having for the one games they played against us. But uh, JD, um, talking about being a tight end, obviously you know what can stop a tight end. You know what you know what defenses can do to kind of mitigate what a tight end can do. If you were going up against TJ Hawkinson, knowing what we've done against these other tight ends and how they've kind of eaten us up last week, the Jets had a bunch of different tight ends who kind of ate us up a little bit. What would you be doing this week, especially when you're playing against a D, uh, offense that has Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson? How would you go about mitigating T.J. Hawkinson, and how is there a way you could be able to stop both, or is there a way you can even stop both? You'd have to try, kind of choose one. Well, I mean, I don't think you choose one. I mean, you try to do both. Um, and, and, and the reality, our strength is our corners, uh, D-line on the inside, uh, especially in the passing game, uh, we need to we need to generate a little bit more pressure on the defensive ends on the outside, and we need to do a much better job of covering the tight ends from the linebacker and safety standpoint. Okay, uh, teams know that that's going to be that we don't have the best of linebackers uh, covering tight ends, or our, even our safeties. Justin Justin Reed is a is a is a very good safety. He is uh, kind of a smaller guy. So for tight ends, we look to try to body up a guy that size <laughs> being a safety. We do. To us, it, it makes it easier because we can just post up. We can. We can come out our route. Those guys got to get through our body. A little bit more difficult with linebackers. The linebackers just got to put their hands on a guy. You got to put a guy hands on a guy early. So the more that you're fighting with a guy, I always hate it when linebackers come in and it's always handsy and trying to stop you like that. That's the that's that's what you can do with tight ends is try to hit them as much as possible, try to beat their hands up as much as possible. Um, and so I, I'm hoping, 
you know, Willie Gay, Bolton's going to be back this week. Hopefully, I mean, he's still on the, the list, but hopefully he'll be back this week. And Drew Trample does a good job of covering guys. We just got to be a little bit more physical with these tight ends than uh, than we have been. And here's the thing. All those tight ends, the ones that you spoke of, uh, Evan Ingram don't like that. He don't like physical stuff. He hates it. Okay. Uh, Laporte is a different animal altogether. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, same thing. He don't like he don't like that, you know that that type of uh, uh, physicality. So we need to be physical with these guys. So to me, that's what you do. You got to be physical as much as possible. Now, like I said early in the segment about you know them trying to beat up Travis Kelsey, we got to do the exact same thing with their tight ends. And I'm talking about every chance you get, tug, pull, hit, beat up while you can. Okay to negate everything that it, with his ability does. T.J. Hawkinson is the highest-paid tight end for a reason. He's not better than Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, not at all, okay? But he's a great tight end, uh, so I'm not taking anything away from him. So the thing is, uh, you know you got Jumpers Jefferson. That's that's a huge task out there. It's huge, okay? We got we got a, 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 a monstrosity on our hand trying to deal with him, okay? Uh, and what you do with him, you got to bracket cover to him as much as possible. You got to try to physically him up to he's got a really skinny body. But, you know, if you if you don't get your hands on him, open up, man. He, he'll, he'll eat your lunch, eat your lunch. So I think it's what you have to do, man. You got to, you know, try to bracket, double cover, cover two, whatever you have to do against him. And then also, too, uh, with the tight ends, man, you just got to get physical with him, man, and beat him up. Is that, based on what you've seen so far, is that a lack of what you're seeing out there? There's a lack of this, like, getting in their face and kind of, like, being handsy with them? Uh, you know what, to, to be honest, the teams that we had, uh, because you can do a lot of play action because of the, you know, they're obviously who they had in the backfield, right? It's true. So that helps with bringing the, 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 the linebackers up because they got to read the, you know, they got to read the play first. Okay. And then, of course, the, you know, the, the, the tight end gets behind them. Uh, so that affects everything. Uh, but yeah, Willie Gay's got to do a much better job. You know, we sometimes get lost in space a little bit. He's not the best at, you know, covering, uh, uh, tight ends. He's got a lot of speed. He can. He got closer speed. Once he recognizes something, he, boom, he's got that athletic ability to go get it. Yeah. Okay. But just the initial thing of just recognizing everything is is the is the issue. So, uh, we we know that their running game hasn't been that hasn't been very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ever since Apple Cook has left, so I don't think we worry about as much as the run as we do the pass. Okay. And so that I think if we we hold everything on on the line, we should be fine. Should be a problem. Yeah. The one thing I will say, Minnesota, the, the running game hasn't really looked great this year, but they do have they have Madison talented back, and also they just got Cam Akers two weeks ago. So they, they have they, yeah. they have two guys who are capable. So that's something that they, they shouldn't sleep on as well. No, they shouldn't. I don't know, man. I, I got Cam in my. I held him as, <laughs> as long as I could. Uh, but you know, he's he's a guy. He's he could catch the ball out the backfield. He could, he could do a lot of different things. Uh, I still think that that's going to be their forte is throwing the football more than running it. Yeah. So, like I said, everybody up front do a good job, then, then we'll be fine. Not Look, don't talk about him a lot. Did a pretty decent job last game. Heck of a job. So, we need we need another performance from 90, okay? Need to see you, big fella. Another good performance from you. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. He stepped up uh, uh, this year. He he looks really good. He looks like a guy who's on a, on a one-year deal, J.D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, shoot, hey man, shoot, go get paid, do what you need to do, but we we need we need some more out of you like that, big fella. Okay, 
These more out of you like that. Yeah. Uh, earlier, Mike Edwards was uh, talking uh, at presser. He said, talking about Justin Jefferson, quote, tackling, swarming to the football is the best way to slow down Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. He's going to get his because he's a good player, but it's all about limiting the damage. That's what he said about Justin Jefferson. Hey, you can't stop him. Just hope to contain him. That's it, right? Yeah. Hey, he's, he's, he's a dynamic player, man. He is dynamic. He's a bad boy. Yes, he is. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love a guy like that in uh, our, our offense, J.D. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kansas City Chiefs football season, and it's time to look the part. Chiefs Concerns is partnering with SpokenForest.com to get you suited up for the season. Use the discount code CC10 to get you right for the remainder of the season. They have high-quality t-shirts like this Travis Kelsey t-shirt with both of his nicknames on there. You got Zeus and AKA Big Yeti, of course, made famous from their New Heights podcast. And of course, all you Swifties out there, you need to get in and get this Travis Kelsey t-shirt right now. They also have that Who t-shirt with Patrick Mahomes flaunting his two rings, and they have a bunch more coming out this football season. So be on the lookout for more merch from Spoken Forest. Com. And again, discount code CC10. Well, let me, let me uh, we'll go with a question, okay? Right. This is from Missouri Boat Ride. This is my guy right here, man. He said, in your opinion, when Amenahu returns, what will Spag's defense be like? That, my friend, is a great question. And I believe when he gets back, we're going to be a much better defense. Uh, we got a veteran guy who could rush the passer, who could come from the inside and help out Chris Jones. I, you always need a compliment to, to the guys that you have, right? Minahu, because of what he brings to the table, man, he's just he's just going to bring us so much uh, energy and things that we need from pass rush standpoint. We need that. Uh, he does a great job with his hands, and that's what I love. He can get on the guys and push them back. Uh so we're going to be much better, much better defense. Um, this last week was a little bit because of, you know, how things were. Uh, what, he's just going to step it up even better from, from, from having his presence out there, man. And I know once he gets back, he can't wait. You know, when, when a guy's sitting out there and he, he's, he hadn't been out there, hadn't had any, any type of physicality and did any football stuff, he's going to come in like a scalded dog, right? Yep. And hopefully, man, he'll come in and just wreck shop. But we will have a significant bump as far as defensive-wise with Minahu's uh, presence back. No doubt about it. I agree. Yeah, man, a lot of people are talking about Randy Gregory got cut, and we should throw our name in the the ring for that. It's like, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't know, obviously, much about Randy Gregory. Obviously, he's, he's been a productive player. That's why he got that big contract in Denver. Hasn't really worked out in Denver. That's why they ended up cutting him. They wanted to stick with their young guys. But, like, people forget. We do have Charles Manor who are ready to go in a couple of weeks. So, like, there's no need yeah. to bring in Gregory. Yeah, man. I, you know, and I don't, there's, there's a reason why they cut him. I wonder what that reason is. So, I think there's, there's a little bit more there than just that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jason. Now we're getting to that, that point in the show. It's a final topic our game prediction. So, the Chiefs are a five point favorite on the road at 425 on Sunday. Chiefs will then have to turn around and prepare for Denver only a couple days later. Um, so Thursday night, Sunday to Thursday night games usually they're kind of I'm, I'm sure for players. I don't know, JD. Did, did you ever have to do the Sunday to Sunday to Thursday game? And if so, is that is that is that week like a a good week? There's not a lot of practice. It's game. Then like you pretty much go into walkthroughs and then you got another game. Is that like a kind of a, a load off of a week or is it still kind of it's kind of sucky? Uh, it's. Uh... I don't know, man. You can look at it either way. 
because when you have that quick like that of a of a turnaround, then you're you're wondering like, man, did I get enough rest? Well, yeah, you don't have to practice like you like you want to. Just the whole monotony of it, like you kind of almost go through with the same game plan. So, uh, this this it's not it's not a huge deal. It's not a huge deal whatsoever, man. It's just a mindset. It's it's a mentality. It really is. So either you're ready to play, unless you just banged up. That's that's a big difference. Other than that, man, you're just ready to roll. It's just like going through practice. I, I would love to have games every three days or four days, you know, kind of get them out of the way. Not now, not just like, but, you know, there would have to be a little chance there where you do have a lot of rest in between. Mm-hmm. I like that part of it. I do like that part. You, so. you want more of like a, like an NBA playoff seven game series type type thing where they every, every two or three days you got, you got a game in. <laughs> yeah. You know, get it in as long as you do, you know, as, as long as you keep your body healthy, then that's, that's, that's the better part of it, right? Yeah. You, you know, as long as you're healthy, then it's not a problem, not an issue. Yeah. But uh, for this game, though, you got Minnesota on Sunday, and then you travel to Kansas City. So really, you're, you're still in the Midwest, so it's not like it's a big travel for like a three day turnaround. So that's a, that's a good now, thing. It's a luxury. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, yeah. So JD, five point favorite. It's uh, the total points for this game is fifty three and a half points uh, for the over under. And it's the highest uh, point total of the weekend. So, JD, who do you have in this game, and what is your prediction? So, what what is what is it again? Chiefs are a five point favorite on the road, and the total points for this game is fifty three and a half. Woo! Okay, fifty three and a half. Uh. So I have right now. I got the Chiefs winning thirty-one uh, to twenty-four. That's what I have. Okay, fifty-five points. Chiefs up 31, 50, 24. Right. I think this week we're gonna we're gonna you know figure some things out. Uh, I think they've kind of got in the lab, uh, started to uh, evaluate why guys are not getting open or why Patrick isn't you know checking the ball down to certain guys. Uh, I think our run game is still going to prosper with Pacheco, uh, which is going to be a very uh, huge thorn in their side. Uh, but that's going to open up the pass. And so that's what I have right now is uh, 31 to 24 Chiefs. That's what I'm looking at. I was almost going to say 31 to 21. Uh, but, you know, they, you know, Minnesota, they'll they'll do something to kind of get that three points maybe. Uh but I was really looking for 31-21, but I think I'm going to stay with the 31-24, okay, just because we're playing in Minnesota, right? And they kind of play tough. They do. They play, they, they, you know, they play tough. And they, look, I've seen them make plays at the end of the game. I'm just like, where has this been at? Okay, <laughs> that's what they, that's what the end of the game when they're getting beat. Mm-hmm. They just start making plays. I'm just like, if y'all thought about this whole thing earlier, then y'all would have to be in this, this predicament. Y'all should have just been doing this all along. But I don't know, man. That's just like the uh, how the game, man. How, how it just works. How it just works. Yeah, that Thursday night game against Philadelphia is a, is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Where the, the entire game, they're not not doing anything. And all of a sudden, second half, Cousins throwing out there 300 yards in one half. It's like, wait, what the hell? Where's this been all game? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, my prediction: I'm going to go 34, <clears throat> 24, 21. So very similar to what what you got. I think. Um, this game's calling for an offensive explosion. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing so with that with the points. Uh, and quite frankly, if you're if you're a better, I haven't looked at the numbers where the, where the public's money is at on that. 
you look at the Chiefs games, like, oh, 53 and a half, their offense doesn't look good anymore. I, I don't know. So I, I think a lot of people are going to be taking the under in that game, which is big. And for, I think, maybe it could be an offensive explosion for us that we haven't seen in a few weeks. Um, so, yeah, I think we I think we come out and uh, put some points up. And Mahomes looks like the MVP again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, look, I think we get back on track. Okay. And I think this this – Guys getting tired of hearing in, in the press and everywhere else on Twitter, wherever, their family and stuff. Y'all not getting open on one-on-one. What are y'all doing? How bad are y'all? We need to get new guys in the building. And if I was the guys, I'd go and lock the door like, listen, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm tired of hearing we're not doing our job. We're not getting open. We're not making plays. We need to change this, okay? I'm going to make sure we're putting on everybody in this room, okay, to do a much better job and to do our job and make sure we're there for everybody else. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, the whole chief organization, the entire Chiefs kingdom, the whole base, okay? We're not going to be the weak link. At some point, man, somebody's got to step up and say that. I don't care I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a rookie coming in. I don't care if it's Justin Ross who hasn't been getting uh, reps. Let him be the guy, okay? And I hope Andy's sitting over there with his, his, his ear to the door listening to see who it is. Like, okay, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. That's exactly what I want to hear. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think you know we 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 got to get this offense thing back on track. Uh, so I got another question. So for a guy, okay, to ask, and it was it was a very good one. Uh, and so it's uh, AKR, all right. AKR says Noah Gray had thirty two offensive snaps, but only twelve offensive snaps on passing plays. With the wide receiver seemingly struggling, do you think we might see more twelve personnel on passing downs? And with Pacheco rolling. Maybe more play action from 12 personnel as well. Okay. Very good question. I, look, I'm a big believer and lover of 12 personnel. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, 12 personnel, you got to make sure that we do have the personnel that's going to go out and, and catch the football. So we have that. We know, look, Noah Gray caught the touchdown out of 12 personnel. I think we need to have a, a few more of those packages in where we try to get him the football. He's a bigger body, body up, linebackers, safeties. Uh, he'll do a great job. He'll do a great job. So, yeah, I love 12 personnel package. It helps out in the play action. It helps out with, with blocking. They do a good job wrapping around, getting up for linebackers. In the running game, our tight ends, specifically Noah and, and Blake, have to do a better job Okay, in the running game. I've seen a lot of kind of tiptoes, man, going up to linebackers. I don't like. I don't like it at all. So if we want more 12 personnel, they got to do their job in the running game is too, okay? Because what I'm seeing, defenses are seeing this also. Linebackers are seeing this. Defensive ends are seeing this. And if I see a tight end come tiptoeing, I'm trying to, I'm trying to shorten his neck. So these guys do a much better job. I know these guys can do it. Blake. Noah, I know you're going to do a much better job, man. I need to see y'all more physical in the running game, man. I need to see y'all more physical in the running game, okay? From tight end to tight end, I need to see more of that, man. Y'all got it in you. Go out there and go show it, okay? That's all the time, all right? So good question, AKR. AKR, good question, all right? Yeah, great questions across the board from all the uh, all the fans that engage with us today. Um, we're every week now, obviously we have the live stream. So obviously you guys can always go in there and throw your comments in and questions there. But every week, uh, for the chief concerns episode, we'll be doing this. Uh, JD will be getting some questions from our fans on Twitter and, uh, we'll be 
uh, rolling them out throughout the show. So thanks for everyone for uh, bringing, them, bringing them on today. Appreciate it, man. We talked about the engagement, you know, and I said we, we love it. We talked about engagement and we love it. We love our friends. Okay, one more question. One, one more? more question. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I got one more. Let's my, do it. My guy, podium, I was going to have his, I told him I was going to have his question out here, okay? Clayton Butler, all right? Clayton asked his question. It's a great question. He says, do you believe that before the end of the season, the Chiefs are and Chris Jones will get a long-term deal done? Woo! I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, maybe they let bygones be bygones, right? Maybe let it be bygones be bygones. It all depends before the end of the season how everybody's feeling. Are, are there stays that people holding grudges and whatnot and get quite they, what they wanted? Don't know. Don't know. But that is a good question. Uh, at the very beginning of the season, when it first started, after all this was over, I was saying, no, I think Chris is ready to move on. That's my opinion. Okay? I think he was like, look, they, they're not looking putting putting money in my pocket. They didn't really prioritize me on this. Uh, maybe I should go out there for free agency. But when we see his presence, we see what he's able to do uh, and how everything works out uh, for the end of the season. I think they will touch it. They're not going to touch this. They're not going to touch it at all. I think they're going to let everything just play out. Uh, and go from that point on, man, Clayton. Appreciate it, my brother. I appreciate you. There was a report yesterday that um, he could get a $30 million extension um, by the time the season's over. So, Okay. Which well, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be funny if that's the case because we were arguing, like, but that, that maybe that's they're, – they're, they're getting – now they're getting confirmation that the, the tab's going to go up next year, the salary cap's going to go up next year, and, and $30 million extension uh, can be had for him now. So, I don't know. Hey, man. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, you know, we've heard promises before. <laughs> we've heard a lot of different things before. Yeah, we heard. So, we heard Chris Jones was going to get one. We heard Tyreek Hill was going to get one, and then that it neither happened. <laughs> business. It's, so it's business. Yeah, but Take it with a grain of salt, man. Right. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thank all of y'all for all your questions. Really, I couldn't get to all of them, but I love this. If y'all can send me stuff, and I'll, I'll send it out. Like we'll be, before we do our episode, or we'll do the live. Please come on, share. We love engaging with you guys, talking to you guys. Uh, we love each and every one of you fans, man. Y'all continue with, man, and we'll keep giving y'all good content. Uh, keep talking about some good Chiefs, man. Concerns about what the Chiefs are all about. Yes, okay? yes sir. Yes, sir. And um, JD, love you, buddy. Guys, uh, you? so well, we love we love all our fans. We love the engagement. You guys have been giving us so much love. Um, and, of course, you guys, uh, please give us a solid reviews on Apple Podcasts. I saw we got a, a great review the other day from our guy, Zachariah. Amazing amazing uh the uh review that he left us on apple podcast so please guys help us out Apple podcast out uh right we'd love to hear some of the reviews you guys have and then also of course we'll see you guys friday with our betting show and then of course sunday right after the game we'll have our uh, post game show where all you guys can of course both shows you guys live streams you guys can come on in and throw your two cents in there so check us out man bleacher report man come check us out we'll make sure you get out there man come send us some stuff hi everybody thanks for watching Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.